0: Welcome, welcome, welcome to On Deck with Tony and Ken. When we talk about nerdy things that make us who we are, this is episode. Ooh, we finally
1: made it to episode nine. Tony, how you doing? How you doing today? I'm, I am bloody excited, Ken. I've been waiting for this for like all week ooh. because this. I'm in the zone right now. This is, this is where we shine. Comic books, baby. Oh, superheroes. Yes. Anything with capes, or maybe no capes. This is what we do. We are nerds. And we know comic books. How about you, Ken? How you feeling?
0: Yeah, I'm good, man. The same thing. It's something that I do look forward to. Like I said, like I said last week, how our weeks go, it's very monotonous and and, and samey. So to have <laughs> this to look forward to at the end of the week is is amazing. Um, because yeah. we was even talking about it earlier. How you know, comic books is a thing that actually brought us together. Um, we have a, yeah. uh, a mutual friend that um introduced mm-hmm. us to each other. And uh, from then, we've just been thick as thieves talking about, well, oddly enough, having on deck for years, but not actually pressing record. So, yeah, man, I'm I'm happy to get onto this and actually into the thing that brought this thing more or less together and uh, exploring all the weird
1: and beautiful things about it. Yeah, man. So, uh, Tony, what are we talking about today? What are we talking about? So, first off, what we're going to be talking about, um, we're going to be talking about our favorite books. The crazy thing is, you know, we're living in 2021. At this point, everybody's seen a superhero movie or comic book-based movie. Sometimes they don't know that they've actually seen one. Um, But the crazy thing is everybody's got their favorite character. Not everybody has taken the opportunity to actually maybe read a comic book, but we are the people that, you know, we came in first with the books and luckily quality and technology caught up where we can actually enjoy good superhero movies yeah, so yeah. i think we start let's start off with actually what are our favorite books and just give it like a brief summary of what they're about and what what do they mean to you why do you love them so much you go first Ken. all right cool i'm gonna try and keep it as short as possible i've got three i think we both
0: mm-hmm. got three um but the first yeah. one is uh new mutants now uh new mutants mm-hmm. as we we both know it's about a it's part. It's about the X kids, so the Xavier Institute's yeah. um, students. We don't really get to see much yeah. of them in the films. We don't get to see much of them in the TV shows um, as much mm-hmm. as we want to. But we have variations of them. We have seen them a little bit in, for example, X Men Evolutions. But not to get too much into it, New Mutants is about um, some of the kids that or. Predominantly a lot of these students that actually were studying in Xavier's Institute. We always see the Jean mm-hmm. Grays, the Scott Summer, the um the Storms, the Beasts. Um, but they were the teachers. But we never got to see the students yeah. and the drama that happened with it within it. And maybe that's the yeah. re- main reason why I enjoyed it uh, growing up, because mm. I got to see that aspect as I was growing. I was seeing these people learn and grow and develop and become the heroes that uh that we yeah. knew and love. But yeah, it's just about mm. uh the training training that they did uh, how they uh, honed in to understand their powers or how to use their powers and it, it, it's yeah. it's more or less like any teen tv show but with powers but given the opportunity to right. use them um i've seen we've seen it yeah. been done in, in various instances but in this book as i read it it, it was it was amazing and i think that's partly yeah. the reason why um i enjoyed it like i said it, it was i was a teenager at the time and you know watching people just cut loose with their powers or trying to figure it out was amazing instead mm-hmm. of the usual uh, oh, it's a curse oh no i'm just i hurt my family yeah it's like all right cool you're among, you're amongst people that i like you similar to you you can just do your own thing but yeah that that is the main mm-hmm. reason why i loved it
1: um and i loved and Wait. you don't really see that kind of storytelling um mm-hmm. in in films and tv so you're honest. This- you go on A similar vein for that because I, I think it's best if we we actually alternate on this, but just jumping off of yours, the idea of you know, ex kids in school. One of my favorite books is called Deadly Class, yes. And I see the link, yeah. Sim- simply put, imagine Harry Potter, but for assassins, right? So it's set around the early 90s. Mm-hmm. Um, things in America are not great. Um, but this kid, he's a homeless kid, he gets recruited for this, uh, this. Underground school where it takes on all of the gangsters and assassins of the where's their kids and trains them how to be better at being like assassins for hires or you know major criminals of the world. they have poisoning classes they they go on to missions and they actually task with actually taking out random targets but along the way, because this the main character he's so he's so messed up within himself. He, it leads him to make more and more mistakes and eventually him and a group of students end up on the run because they mess up so bad. They become targets for the final examination. Uh, it recently became a, a TV show. It didn't last very long, but it's some of the greatest writing you'll ever come across. Um What about you, Kim? What's your What's your second one? Yeah, my second one. I'm going to leave um, the um uh, the one that I
0: have probably... Quite a bit to talk about, but I'm not going to talk about it a lot. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the next one is the Spawn series. Um, the reason yeah. why no, I'm not talking about the films or the film or the animation. I'm talking yeah. primarily about the comic. Um, I remember just binging the entire series and just being—I mm-hmm. remember stopped reading it once. I'm like, wow, um, I need to go to church. <laughs> and that's that, that's how that's how messed up it gets sometimes in this comic yeah. and oh yeah like it, it just made you reevaluate everything that you've been taught but in a uh mm-hmm. negative and positive way so i was like no no let me put this down because um <laughs> i need to pray <laughs> and and it was it, yeah. it's it's so uh and that's the, one of the reasons why like it, it gave an alternative to how the world actually is um but mm-hmm. with a heavy emphasis on the mystical and the parts that people only see as, you know, hidden cloak and dagger. Um, once again, the, yeah. the reason why I liked the show or the main reason why I liked it or why it, why it impacted me so much is because mm-hmm. it, it, it got me thinking about, yeah, everything that we hear and mm-hmm. are taught, we don't know the truth. <laughs> um, yeah. Even whether it is the truth or not the truth, it, it, it's always people that are controlling it. Uh, so we don't we don't know if there's an agenda or whatever, whatever. It just got really grim yeah. in that aspect because it, this book was showing you okay, here's the truth about the world based off of the comic mm. book, not the actual real world. And this is how things mm. have been set up to, you know, play with it or mess up. And you're mm. seeing behind the veil of the lies that people have told you and yada, yada, yada. So it's like a, a big yeah. conspiracy story, but without the conspiracy because you're at the forefront. You're not discovering it um, because yeah. someone's trying to figure it out. No, you're, you're being told, yeah, this, these are the lies and here's the actual truth yeah man and that's that's my yeah. number two spawn weird crazy crazy weird
1: okay well my next one technically uh next three yeah i'm gonna do three because this is my show and i could do what i want and i'm better than you anyway um my next three wait um they're kind of all related <laughs> don't, don't wait <laughs> me. Oh, oh, oh. this is my wait, show wait, 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 wait. better than me no silence you're
0: saying better than me <laughs> yeah i'm, I'm better than <laughs> all right cool i've got, got three more bro i've got three more
1: no, you haven't. This is not your show. You are just a tag along. Oh, bro, bro. You're going to do me like that. <laughs> like both our names I are on I am going to do you like that. <laughs> I-, I can erase that, Ken. I've got all of the images. Tony, I'm going I'm to pause this yes. right now. <laughs> no, you could try. You could try. Anyway, so my next one I'm, I'm is a, mostly I'm focused on up. <laughs> one series called the, the Jupiter. No, you're not cutting shit. Anyway, it's the Jupiter series, right? Um... And there's, there's, two, there's two arcs, it's Jupiter's legacy and uh, Jupiter's, oh God, I forgot the other one, That doesn't really matter, but it's a story about, imagine a world where superheroes exist uh, but the older generation—they've—they've they've gotten a lot older. They've had tons of kids, and all of their kids have superpowers. But their kids are not really interested in being heroes. They're kind of interested in the glitz and glamour of being celebrities, being powerful celebrities. All while that's happening is actually a conspiracy to get rid of all of the older generation. Um, and you don't know who's kind of instituting the 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 insurrection, but it leads to like crazy deaths. Um, and it's weird because it draws into the questions about, uh, politics in, in a world like this of superheroes, how much should superheroes be involved in the day-to-day politics of the world? Should they take over? Should it be totalitarian because they are the most powerful, they are stronger, faster, smarter, should they run the world? Um, and it's the reason why I really like this book. It's got this like very family focused vibe about, you know, this one family where you have the patriarchy of the family who is, he, he sets such a high standard that the son doesn't feel like he can compete. He can compete. And the consequences is like his, his daughter always also looking at the matriarch of the family who is in the same vein. They're from, a you know, a much earlier generation when, you know, duty came first. The daughter also feels like she can't compete and she just goes from boyfriend to boyfriend to boyfriend to, you know, drug overdose to drug overdose. Bear in mind, these are superpowered people, but they still suffer the, the same slings and psychological issues of... Um, of normal people as well uh, but i wanted to also link another book that ha- has the same kind of family vibe but it's got a twist on it it's called dynamo five it's essentially about these five kids that are completely unrelated but they discover that their dad is a superhero now when i mean unrelated they don't know about each other because the dad who is kind of a superman of this world he was cheating on his wife and he cheated with a lot of people. But these five kids are the only ones to in, uh, in, in exhibit the gene necessary to have superpowers. So they're recruited by this woman who's ex-CIA and exposed to the same radiation that their dad was exposed to to activate their powers. And they all have a different set of powers. So it's the story of these kids that essentially half-brothers and sisters trying to figure out their role in the world but also their relation to each other should they love each other should they care about each other and the arguments that come in between that all while trying to save the world at the same yeah, time see, so that's my there's bit there's something interesting about a lot of things that you said about uh, those two books um, because
0: mm-hmm. as you was talking it reminded me of uh, two other books that we ever mentioned and that is The Boys yeah. and it reminded me yeah. of your own comic book uh, Deus Mortem uh, in a sense yeah. where these two books well these two books that you mentioned and the two books that i just mentioned your comic and uh the boys they do their yeah. best to expose the truth or, mm. or, or the question of what if we actually did have these superheroes in real in, in the real world They would be as messed yeah. up as well all these other celebrities or they'll be as messed up as the people that have power like what? Hearing mm-hmm. about this superhero uh, messing around with like different or just cheating and just having all these little yeah. super kids run, running around? Yeah. Well, yeah. He, boy, is was it not Arnold Schwarzenegger that had a secret you with, with with his maid that it looks exactly yeah. like him? You know. So th- 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 you that's know? just one example of like how you know how these comic books are now trying to not just rely on the you know truth justice in the american way or you know uh dark yeah. vengeance no as in like trying to
1: introduce some more conflict more relatable conflict mm-hmm. um with can i add this one thing though about um uh, dynamo fire the skeezy thing about it though that it calls into the question of co- consent in a way because so mm. one of the kids who's actually black and uh, i think one of us, uh one of us, asian right uh the the Asian boy, his mother, actually, when she slept with the superhero, didn't know that he was the superhero because he, the superhero has a shapeshifting ability and impersonated her husband. I'm getting flashbacks of Wonder Woman again. I know, right? So, but this is like, it does call into the question of the conversation we had before. Like, that wasn't okay in Wonder Woman. It's definitely not okay in Dynamo no, 5. No, it's not. Um, and obviously the consequences was, it's like, you know, she she... Ended up alone, or um, I think another one was with a dad, and it was a black dad, and it was the same thing. He imperson he impersonated a dad, but the dad had no clue. The mum and the dad stayed together. Oh wait, and... I just realized something.
0: Yeah, the biggest influence of this comic. So because I just realized this comic mm-hmm. is leaning into one uh, story. It yeah, it's taking just the story of Zeus. And his enough mm. kids that he's just fathered, yes. or all, all the yes. demigods, all the Hercules, all the Perseuses, or all, 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 yes. all of them. Even like the um uh the, the the animation that was on Netflix. What was it? Is it son of son of Zeus? Son of son Zeus, of Zeus yeah. right? Just exactly like that because I used to when I was like, oh wait, this is the story of Son of Zeus, how he impersonated yeah. the the king and then was just messing around with the moms, and now he had it's twins. M- some
1: messed up shit. No, oh,
0: it's it's a tragedy. Like these stories are yeah, tragedies, yeah. just like Shakespeare is tragedies,
1: and I think mm-hmm. these comic books. But that's the thing. Shakespeare like, stole all of his stories from Greek tragedies.
0: Oh, there we go. So the cycle continues. Then one big circle. Yeah, yeah, that is wonderful to to hear that Shakespeare lent on. uh on greek and uh, greek mythology and we are still leaning on greek mytho- uh, mm-hmm. uh, mythology even till today to see that kind of story happening and i think it just makes comic We're books all lazy, more, well i think it's it, it's a uh, inspiration because nothing can, yeah. nothing can come from nowhere and knowing no, that true. it came from from that and the same because it's, it's not like they're lifting everything from it it's like the idea mm. of relatability people that are powerful yeah. do powerful
1: moves do powerful things to yeah. get by you know like, well, essentially, you know, when you think about it, superheroes are just modern-day mythology. You know, I've exactly. said that many times yes, myself. Yes, I agree. But it's like it's the same stories, the same tropes, again and again and again. But moving on, you tell us your third. I'm going to give you permission to do that. <laughs> give me permission, Tony. Tony, we're going to talk about this mm-hmm. after. You? Oh, you, you, no! You're just going to listen. But for now, I'm letting you talk.
0: Oh no, no, it's fine. We don't have to talk about it now. It <laughs> we'll, we'll okay. just get cut. Um, but no. <laughs> <laughs> um, so my final one is uh, No Man's Land. Now this is a bit of a cheat. It's, yeah. it's not a comic uh, book. It's what's more like uh, it's a an arc that happened in a Batman comic. Uh, no Man's Land is about um, Gotham or part of Gotham being uh, well closed off from the rest of the world, um, saying mm-hmm. like no one can go into it. It's No Man's Land, and yeah, uh, slowly which is understandable. Different parts of Gotham got broken up into different factions and uh, run by uh, Batman's rogues ga- uh, gallery. So we had mm-hmm. um, Joker running around, you had Penguin running around, you had Two-Face running around, you had Poison Ivy running around and Batman couldn't rely on his old tactics of swoop down and punch and kick the bad guys because yeah. everyone was just trying to survive. It's no longer... People just doing bad things for bad reasons. People just doing bad things Mm -hmm. to survive. So he realised this and said, all right, cool. I'm going to play their game and reclaim my city. If that ain't some gangster... I don't know where it is, man. It's like, yeah, yeah, for my city, I'm going to sweep like, And that's what it is. Slowly and slowly, he started reclaiming parts of Gotham back, but using yeah. more underhanded tactics than swooping in and punching people in the face saying, where's the Joker? Like, none of that. He's just like, all right, cool. Yeah. He, went, he goes undercover. He goes, he, he enlists some of the people from his uh, Bat family, uh, from mm. example, like Batgirl, uh, the Oracle was about, and everyone was re- relying on some of the base, base tactics to actually come out of all mm. of this. And, the people that were the celebrities were the bad guys. They weren't bad guys for bad yeah. guys sake. They're like, all right, cool. I'm relying on you now because I need to feed my kids. All right, cool. I'm a, if you do this job for me, I'll give you this. And you feed your kids. And you know, we you be protected because yeah. Batman isn't crazy. He's not going to punch you up because blah, blah, blah. And it was just great to see. It was a gangster territory story. And, but with super, yeah. superpowers, but this is exactly what I mean. Yeah. Like almost everything that we've talked about in terms of, uh, um, comics or, or stories have been about putting a spin on what is not typically a comic book story. And we're going to get into that a little yeah. bit later on with some of the things we're, we're talking about. But yeah, that, that's one yeah. of the reasons I love it. It's just a
1: spin. that like Batman can't be Batman because... Isn't that some white privilege shit though? What? That Batman comes in like being this rich white guy saying, Do you know, what? I'm going to take back my city. But like, I'm, I'm pretty sure if Batman was black, right? he would be like, nah, sorry, bro. I, I ain't got time for this. I got a job to do, man. I, I need to feed my kids. Well, we're, like, we're, we're assuming the black guy doesn't have Bruce Wayne money. <laughs> if the, Even if he had Bruce Wayne money, he'll be pretty much saying like, if I go out there and try to stop some crime and some shit, guess what? The bad guys will probably kill me with some freeze ray. And if I do defeat, uh, uh, defeat like Dr. Freeze or, or um, the Penguin, guess what? The police will probably shoot me as well. I said, no, it's me. It's Batman. I said, no, he's got a gun. I said, like, I have no guns. I literally have these these bats that I throw at people. It looks like a gun. Shoot him now.
0: Well, well, well. first of all, the bat gun or the grapple hook looks like a gun. Mm-hmm. Secondly, um, <laughs> these heroes wear masks. So unless yeah. this this, this uh, uh, made up black person is just, you know, not wearing a mask and just running around with his afro out with his everything exposed. And yeah, cool. I'm just saying. I'm
1: just saying, Bruce Wayne has that small mouthpiece where you see Caucasian. You can't, you know, you have a small mouthpiece. They're not going to assume that, oh, this superhero has painted that section a bit brown. No, he's going to think that's a black dude underneath that suit. Kill him now. Kill Tony.
0: We already know that doesn't count when it comes to CW shows. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. everyone's face exposed like oh who's the green arrow who's this is this that in that (laughs) diggle in that (laughs) diggle
1: with his chin i'm pretty sure when diggle was the green arrow for a minute there was like police officers somewhere you smell that oh i smell negro in the air somebody wearing leather (laughs) and a bow and arrow it must be negro (laughs) right bro (laughs) i'm just saying anyway um, uh speaking of white privilege my last book is called seven bastards Brilliant, brilliant book because there's no superheroes in it whatsoever. It's literally about a uh, small southern town whereby it's completely controlled by the local town's uh, high school football team. Coach, he essentially runs all of the drugs, yeah. uh, all of the illicit crimes, and he uses his players to actually courier the drugs around town. They're, they're the dealers for him. And the main character of the story. He's a guy that comes back into town. He has to kind of sort sort out his dad's old place. He has a tumultuous history um with the town itself, his high school career as a football player, he was like the top player. Um and he doesn't really want to be there, but he's only he's only there to to, to you know, handle things with uh, his dead dad. Uh but along the way he finds out about the dark things that are happening in the town and who's responsible for it. And is actually his uh an old schoolmate that was also on the football team but wasn't very talented. And the co- and that's the coach himself. Uh the coach he was never really that great at football, but he knows the sport so well that he's a great football coach and it being America in the South, that's all they care about. Football, football, football. And that's how he's kinda grown his power base. And it's it's not the conventional story. You don't have conventional heroes. Um, and it's a book that I need to get back to. I only would read the first volume, but it's absolutely brilliantly written. Uh, Cherry on top, every issue at the end of it actually has Southern uh, recipes at the back. So for any people that are into comic books Wild. and Southern food, I recommend uh, reading Southern Bastards. See, it's interesting that you uh, mentioned that as, as your final example, because um, mm.
0: I think everything that we've talked about so far have been uh, linked to someone with some form of power. But with this last one that you mentioned, it's just a story. There's, there's no mystical yeah. twist or anything. It's just a normal story. And I think that's where a lot of misconceptions come from comic books and sometimes anime. Actually, mm-hmm. no, no, no. That's not even can't anime. But mostly with comic books yeah. in the sense that, you know, people always have this idea of what a comic book is. Like You hear comic, yeah. you think capes, suits, uh, superhero, good versus bad, you know, I am vengeance, mm-hmm. uh, love, peace in the American way, yada, 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 Tony Stark. Mm-hmm. But then this comic is, is nothing like that. It's just telling an almost breaking bad story. Um, and, yeah. and that's that's beautiful about it. And it shows you that it transcends uh, the, the archety- uh, archetype of, of what a comic book should be, which moves on quite yeah. nicely until onto uh, what we wanted to talk about. And that is the influence yeah. of comic book or the influences that influence comic books and how comic books have influenced um, media in general. Uh, based off yeah. of its you know general properties so I'm going to ask you a very yeah. very quick question Tony because um, I think it's something that we both have an opinion on but want to get your first take on it are mm-hmm. comic book films because of how popular they've been in the last <laughs> decade or almost two yeah. decades now um, are comic book films dying is
1: there uh, as as they were saying they were coining it before the comic book fatigue yeah so my answer to that is a resounding no like Comic book movies or, you know, whether you want to call it superhero movies or comic book movies, they're kind of, they're, they're indelibly linked to film and TV. It's one of those ones, um, the earliest days of comic books immediately went from comic book pages to radios, like the first serials, uh, what, what was referred to in the, you know, the, the 30s, 40s. Uh, essentially men on radio because TV wasn't quite there yet. Um, re- recreating these stories from the pages onto radio. Perfect example is Superman. So did you know that uh, Superman didn't always have a weakness to kryptonite? Yeah, yeah. They kept on tacking
0: on extra powers. Um, at mm-hmm. one point, he uh, couldn't fly. He literally was, yeah. oh,
1: we can bound buildings on one bound. Like yeah. He could just run and jump. <laughs> That's what he could do, run yeah. and jump. So that whole thing about the kryptonite thing actually came from one of the radio serials of Superman where the actual person writing the script for the radio uh, thought to herself, this this guy is just way too powerful. Um, we need to have him have some sort of challenge. So they created kryptonite um, as a source of his powers. That wasn't something that was actually created in the comic books. And we see that through time that there's an influence when it transitions from one medium to uh, to the other, and back again. And so I don't think comic books are dying. I think uh, comic book-based movies, should I say, because on top of that is the idea that most people don't know what they're watching is actually based off of a comic book. People assume that every single comic book movie that they watch has to be capes and cows, has to be superpowers. But there's a lot of them out there that are completely normal stories but just happen to be told in the medium of a comic book what what do you say ken no no i i
0: completely agree and you know the point that you made about you know um influencing other mediums or even transcending the medium uh there's been so many Mm. things that have been introduced funny enough outside the comic book with certain characters that ended up being part of the comic book for example like harley quinn coming into um into the main comics having uh what's the name colson from the films coming into the films but that's quite yeah. surface things um the whole idea of comic books dying uh, no I, I think the main reason mm. why i came up with that question is because i thought about it because i remember people talking about like oh is the fatigue coming in is it going the way of the western and and mm. no it, it's not because yeah it, all comic book films or comic booky type you know when we think about dc and marvel all the stories that have been coming up recently are being are becoming less formulaic at least on the marvel side and more mm-hmm. um here's a genre and now you got super superheroes in it or you got people that yeah. are you know from the comic in it for example mm-hmm. like um specifically uh, Logan when we talk about mm-hmm. uh Logan that is a western through and through that is a drama western yeah uh but we know Logan as Wolverine, you know, with a blue and mm-hmm. yellow span- spandex and you know with the uh adamantium claws. But when you watch the film Logan, you're thinking, "Yo, you know, I I'm, I'm waiting for the uh <laughs> I'm waiting for the Mandalorian theme to kill- kick in because this is a bloody western. That that's that, that's yeah. how I- iconic uh, that genre is. So it, it's it's mm-hmm. less so, you know, a comic book genre because it's not a genre, mm-hmm. it it's just something that you know puts some of the fantastical aspects of comic books into a certain genre and then we can yeah. see that with a lot of other films for example like ant-man ant-man is a heist film through and through yeah. it's a comedy slash heist film you have uh, the winter soldier the, the film that we both adore an amazing mm-hmm. film and it does so much it's a espionage you know a, a conspiracy spy film you know um yeah. that you know has action and thriller and comic comedic bits it, it's not trying to stay as one thing because at one mm-hmm. point, comic books did start to start, um, did did begin to start feeling very very samey, like the same beats, yeah. the same um, growth, the same uh, process. And then I yeah. think someone is like, you know what? Mm. People are getting bored of this. Let's actually just tell a story, <laughs> and just mm. see how we can incorporate different aspects of uh, the comic book yeah. in. And you see that a lot yeah. with, or you saw that almost perfectly, was the Christopher Nolan Batman series. I think if yeah. you swapped out Batman for anyone, a crusader or anything, and maybe it wasn't with Spandex, maybe it was through his money and whatever. You could literally swap out the whole Batman persona with anything else and that would literally be an amazing film still. It just happened to have yeah. Batman in it. That Christopher Nolan mm-hmm. Batman series uh begins Dark Knight, Dark Knight rises, you know, mm-hmm. it was a film of all right, cool, for my city. Like I'm gonna use my trauma to help me overcome the things that I'm feeling, but also to mm-hmm. cure my city of the same illness. What with yeah. that i feel like that was the only premise because let's not lie the batman that we see in the nolan films is not the batman from the comics for for yeah. for, for a major aspect the same mythos the same you know energy as I like, i don't want to kill bats freak me out yada 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 i I got trained in the mountains but mainly the whole aspect of all right cool this is just a normal guy compared to the mm-hmm. batman in the comics batman the comics is, is on smoke like he he's he's different and yeah. that's what's so beautiful about comic book films right now, because they're now in a yeah. transitional period where they're just alright. Cool, we're just going to tell a story and just introduce mm. some of these uh, Easter eggs that we see from the actual comics.
1: I want to ask you a very like serious question. Um, with the influence of comic book movies, superhero movies, you know, even extending further to like high fantasy movies, you know, anything that's kind of like. Over the top, you know. And I include things like from Lord of the Rings all the way to Fast and the Furious because that's become pretty much fantasy at this point. Oh, ride. no, no. Fast and the Furious but series is a comic book film series now. It, it, it's literally a comic book series without an actual comic book yeah. to inspire it. That we know of. Uh, because they might have a comic book the, now. Oh, to inspire it. Yeah, true. They might have a comic yeah, book. Yeah, out. that's the changed. thing. There's no... there's The the, the, uh, the, the source material is uh, the writer's uh, cocaine he took that night. But... um. <laughs> With the influence that comic book movies have now, superhero movies. What do you think are the pros and cons of that in this today's society? Like, I want you to take the question, and uh, I'll I'll go afterwards. Um, I'll talk about the because it came to my mind straight away. I could I could think about
0: a a one specific type of con. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, one of the cons is creativity. Mm -hmm. I've seen a lot of films, a lot of comic book films, do creative things, but then. Mm some people need to realize that's not the only types of films that come out in cinema or mm-hmm. on netflix or online mm-hmm. streaming or whatever whatever and so a lot of films that you know may have done amazing maybe a couple of decades ago three decades ago yeah you know are not getting the same kind of love because people are still overhyped and overgassed at the idea of a comic book uh type film and i, I think mm-hmm. that's where the industry loses it a little bit where okay people know what they're going to get in and it's safe. So therefore are going to turn up for comic book films, you know, right. uh, facts. And so that's one, one, one con. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, another con is I'm tired a little bit of the hero's journey. Uh, I love the hero's okay. journey. Uh, like uh, some of my favorite films are the hero's journey, but I'm a bit tired yeah. of it. Like g- give me something else. Give me, give me a, a messed up film. Give me, give me a tragedy. Give me something that, don't necessarily have a hero, but just tell me a great story. Like a uh, Gone Girl. Gone right. Girl is is not a happy <laughs> film, but it, it it's yeah. it's one of the it is one of the best films I, I saw uh, the year it came out. Um, right. and it didn't have any superhero or anything. It was just like, wow, this is just really well written, really really well um recorded, uh very well produced, very well edited. Um, right. I'll say a positive uh, of it is, uh, oddly enough, one of the negatives, you know what you're getting. From certain certain people uh, or certain Mm. uh, production companies because it's it's almost uh, a Russian roulette (laughs) when it comes from certain people. Um, I think another benefit is more of a selfish one. Um, For years, Tony, you know this, for years we've been waiting for the opportunity for our characters that we've known and loved to actually be portrayed in the cinema or on TV in the way that we know and love them not in a poor rubbish way for example yeah. how they rubbished dr doom in the fantastic four uh mm-hmm. to both the series um uh, over, i'm not gonna over, lie. Over the three i
1: actually i actually did like dr doom in those those crappy films or the first two. that's one of the few those first two that's one of the, the the first that's probably one of the few times i've actually liked a character that in a bad film. I mostly because obviously I, like I grew up actor. watching. Um, I like the actor. I like the actor. Yes, but like his suaveness as Doctor Doom. Granted, you know it was a what a twelve film. They couldn't really get evil and sinister with the character. But yeah. when he was in the suit in both films, I said, "Yeah, that's yes. Yeah, yeah. physically it, Doctor it Doom. Was good look. It. it was a good look." I, and I think yeah. I, I think actually,
0: you just me of another uh, negative thing about that through this, mm-hmm. uh, and that is um, expectation. Expectation yeah. and, and people need to stop doing this Where yeah. you know When you're going from different mediums Certain stories are written for certain mediums And people need to understand yeah. that Cert- And I'm going to say that again Certain stories are written for certain mediums Anyone that yeah. has read a novel Or read a book You know it gets bloody wordy
1: some of the best books yeah. are bloody wordy. You cannot put- Spawn your- is stupid wordy. I tried right. to read Spawn years right. ago. Those first few issues, like I love Todd McFarlane to, uh, to bits. He's the creator of Spawn. He also, you know, uh, created Venom for Marvel. Um, he's he's one of the, the the most influential creators in comic books. He's one of the reasons why we have like a relatively healthy independent scene. Where some, anybody, you don't need to work for Marvel DC, but if you have the ability to put pen to paper, you can create your book, put it out there and, you know, have your own, have your own audience because there's a, there's a, there's a niche, there's, you can have your own niche for people looking for something outside of the big two. Yeah, he killed it with that. But he can't write for shit man it, it, he's not a great
0: writer that it was it, it was a slog it was it was worth it but yeah. it was a slog but that's exactly what i mean yeah. you couldn't portray like just how like that would be great as a novel you know cuz mm-hmm. you expect it to read but when you translate yeah. that into a comic book it's painful same thing if you had a um, superhero film or whatever that was yeah. incredibly wordy and people and i've seen people review certain films like oh yeah yeah there was only one action scene and then it was 40 minutes before you saw the main character do anything, yeah. blah, blah, blah.
1: I'm like, well, that's the story of, of what you see in, in, in books. See, and then so, I disagree with that, the idea that, you know, if, if it's wordy is a problem. No, 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 no. That's not what I mean. That's not what I mean. Yeah, what I'm saying, like, it, it, it's a problem if, you know,
0: you, when it's toted as an action film and, you know, mm-hmm. uh, there's very to, uh, little to no action or it's poorly paced and then the action isn't well-paced out. That's true. And then when you but, come into uh, novels or, or comic books... Yeah, it, you're allowed to
1: have big gaps. You know what I mean? So I'm, See, I'm saying certain things work I, I still agree. for other, I still disagree. other mediums. I still disagree. This is why. I, I feel like this, whether it's comic book, movies, TV, whatever, right? If, you, if you're tired of yourself as an action movie and you only have one action movie, you best make sure what you have to say is worth listening to. Yes. There's no point going on and on and on, whether it's through literature or or, you know, through dialogue and you have nothing to say. I can get down with a film with only one action scene at the very end or maybe at the beginning or the middle, whatever. But everything that they're saying, every single character is captivating. There's character development. There's purpose. It's not just exposition dump. is like, and this is why long ago I, I became a vigilante. I'm not going to show you. I'm just going to tell you. My parents died. <laughs> and when they died, they left me with such turmoil. And that turmoil led me to believe that with my billions of dollars in the bank, I'm going to become the world's superhero that will be dead Ken (laughs) that will be dead and I know it seems like I've got a problem with Batman I love Batman but you know you you look too deeply with some of these characters you think you should have just spent that money on therapy mate (laughs) honestly you know like I don't know it's it's probably like also thinking is like maybe spend the money on you know your city's messed up but you're only spending the money on yourself and gadgets because you think you know better why not actually help the police department but that's actually a problem because police out here be shooting black people so maybe not spend your billions on that it's it's the whole thing it's a whole thing yeah I'm, i mean like when, when it comes to all of these mediums
0: the number one thing because I, I keep telling people because i will look over poor cgi i will look over action scenes multiple or, or, or few i'll look over everything if the writing is bad If the writing's bad in a comic book, if the writing's bad inside an actual novel, if it's bad in a TV show, if it's bad in a film, if it's bad in a short, if it's bad on a uh, podcast, Mm. then it's bad. It doesn't matter. And and you see it all the time. I always cry when I see um, amazing visuals off of a film. Um, I remember being very impressed with one scene. I can't remember. uh, It was the Warcraft, uh, World of Warcraft film. Right. Yeah. Terrible film. Terrible film. But, you know, I remember being like, wow, the visuals in some of these things are quite good. And it got choppy in some places. Same thing with uh, Sucker Punch. They, they hyped yeah. up Sucker Punch so much. Again, not a great film, but the visuals terribly were... Written. Oh, man, it was terribly written, but the visuals were compelling. It, the, visu, the visuals got people into the cinemas because they felt like, oh, this is what's in the trailer. This is probably what's going to be in the film. Yeah. And, you know, it, it just wasn't... It didn't bang like that. So no. the number one aspect of any medium is always a story. Can you make me feel? Mm-hmm. Can you make me emote? Can you can can I relate to the story somehow? And you yeah. know, you get films like uh Tarantino. Tarantino is the master
1: of dialogue, right? You're sitting here for fifteen mm-hmm. minutes. I don't know. Have you seen Pulp Fiction, that scene where he uses that N word way too often because oh I wrote the film, this is the character. He really yes. likes saying that yes, word. He and does. that doesn't make for no great dialogue. No,
0: no, no. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get onto that. But I I, yeah.
1: I I do know what you mean. Yeah, he needs to chill out a little yeah. bit with the way he have you write these seen, films. With uh, have you seen Death Proof? Guess what? Nobody else did. No, no, I
0: don't know what happened there. But the iconic yeah. aspects of some of his films, for example, like Inglourious Basterds, just like pop fiction. Oh yeah, you know, yeah. You'll sit there for 15 minutes feeling tense, mm-hmm, feeling very mm-hmm. very tense, just listening to someone talk. Well acted, yeah. Just talk and that is something that is beautiful. That's that's great writing for, for someone to yeah. feel something but still be sad. The amount of times people complain about, like, oh, the pace in this films or certain films are so bad. But then yeah. it's pacing a super issue if you have great dialogue that actually spaces out the time with something compelling. And that's what you see a lot in um, well-written films. Uh, so yeah, no, I, I, it, it's a bit of a mixed bag, but I, I do believe that, you know, because going back to what we were talking about before, we were saying about the pros and cons of um, yeah. superhero films. And I, I, as the, the more, because we've, so, we've said it uh, quite a bit today, they've expanded a lot more in what they can actually bring out to you. And so yeah. they're, it's as, almost as if they're learning, the industry is learning from some of the complaints. So they're like, oh, yeah. yo, you know what you're going to get for superhero films. Like, oh, is that right? Let me put a mm. twist on this. And that twist is making more compelling films. Um, more compelling stories but just with some fantastical aspect linked to it
1: yeah um i will say this right in terms of pros and cons so in terms of my pro list i want to also link into uh, a common misconception about comic book movies whether it's comic book movies or trying to separate them from superhero movies or combining them right there's this kind of rhetoric going around that um comic book movies are a problem in hollywood and this, that and a third. Um, now if you're saying superhero movies as you know people in costumes saving lives, yes there is an overabundance, overreliance. Now if you want to talk comic book movies, the case is there's a lot of great things that have actually come based off of comic books. Now what I mean by that is that look at look at a film right, you say you want more original content in films. you don't want something based off of something else but Case in point: Somebody wrote that book. Somebody wrote that script. It's just one of them was from a script straight to the to the uh, to the film. The other was from a book to a script from a film. It was still written by an individual. But some of the best stories out there. In terms of, like, films, you would even know they're based off a comic book. Case in point is Road to Perdition, uh, a 19, I think, 1940s or 30s gangster movie starring Tom Hanks um, about him trying to make it out of the the Mafia with his son. Um, That is based off a comic book. Um, Show on Netflix called Snowpiercer, based off a French comic book. You also have The Walking Dead which most people don't know, they just think it's another zombie movie and they'll complain, oh, there's so much zombie stuff out there, based off a comic book. Preacher, comic book. Just because it's based off a comic book doesn't mean it lacks originality. It doesn't have to be from Marvel or DC. There's tons of properties out there that are purposely found because they're independent they're lesser known and can make for like less expectation. Yeah. Therefore that's why it's translated into film or TV because there's not that veneer of okay, nobody here's wearing capes. It's just a good story. That's why I hope one day Southern Bastard is actually adapted into a film or TV show. I'd much rather a mini series, if I'm if I'm being honest. Now the cons of it is multifaceted. Um it is the over reliance on capes in movies um there's there's this problem of escalation that mm-hmm. yeah, every yeah. movie needs to be better than the previous one right that a movie can't be good this a perfect example is this right i remember going to see the avengers loved that movie and the cinema was packed out everybody loved it people getting off their seat craziness that movie made what 1.5 billion give or take went to see the second avengers movie same experience I had, people up on their feet, craziness, cheering, standing ovation, but there's also created this kind of weird retroactiveness of like, oh, that movie was shit. And you ask them why it wasn't as good as the first one. It's like, okay, cool, but what was shit about it? And they can't tell you specific. It's just that because the previous movie was a nine, this one is an eight, it was somehow shit. Now, that's not really a con if you think about it, but do you know what that creates though? it creates this perception that every other film around it, so if it's not based off of superheroes, if it's just a period piece, if it's just you know a basic sci-fi movie or basic thriller, that if it's not on this superhero movie level of explosion, excitements and superpowers, the movie is somehow shit mm. and I shouldn't go see it. And that is a problem because some of the best products out there have nothing to do with comic books nothing to do with people in capes is just a world told story the other con i believe that it's had is that there's a and obviously it's been less of an issue recently but i remember when i think it was either the dark knight or the dark knight rises came out and this young individual i think it was in med school went a bit crazy went to a cinema and shut up the place um yeah i remember that that yeah that I think it's not just restricted to superhero movies but most fiction where it creates archetypes and people fall into the belief that i need to be that archetype to be x y and z and you can apply that to like to be a man you have to be like this to be attractive you have to be like this and no not nothing more than superhero movies create the idea of archetypes a character is this so therefore is this it's like it's so a lot of the bad superhero films or comic book films are lazy in the sense that there's no nuance to characters if this character's fat and rude or bullied in some way he's going to be the villain if this character is good looking blonde white blue-eyed comes from humble beginnings damn sure he's going to be the superhero he's going to save the day and if this guy is black at best he's going to be a sidekick and maybe at some point we might give him a spin-off if he's lucky and completely completely disappointing i think this genre that we love there's so whether you call it a genre or not but this medium that we love we love is so varied but they're not willing to explore those variation. I don't know how long it took for me to see something like an Asian superhero in comic books. I love Kamala Khan. Like she's going to be Miss Marvel. Yeah. I can't think of many Southern Asian superheroes that are not like a parody of what they are. Like something like Indian Kid. There's probably, guarantee you there's a book out there where a character is called Indian Kid or Asian Lad. Or for some reason, the way his, he he could, he might not even be like his powers related to anything like that, like the power of Shiva. But I I guarantee there's probably a character like that. But the way the writer's chosen to write the character, even though the character born and raised in, I don't know, Detroit, somehow the writers found a way to write him in a way that he still has an accent, which is hard to do in literature, to write accents. But some of these writers, I remember there's a character called Banshee, yeah and yeah yeah. for for he's an x-men character and he's irish right but for years the way his dialogue was written was actually written and it sounded like scottish like words that don't exist in like a irish accent but the writer so completely inept thinks that this is how irish people talk and if you're irish (laughs) you need to speak in an irish accent like Why does that even have to be a thing? But that's my pros and cons. List. But moving on from there, Ken, I want to I wanna go delve deeper into seriousness. I'm going to ask you probably the most important question you'll ever be asked in your adult life. Okay. How cool. would the Avengers solve coronavirus, a.k.a. defeat Coronos? Tell me, Ken. <laughs> defeat Coronos,
0: the snap of the virus. Oh, man. Yeah. How would the Avengers defeat it well if we go by the logic of tv shows uh some comic books and films well they'll wrap it up Mm -hmm. in about 10 minutes you know uh, within two two and a half hours uh, which i always found so weird in tv shows and films where Mm -hmm. there's an issue oh no the world's in peril no don't worry let's just speak to the smart person in a main character and like, oh no, sure, you know I got it. Let me just hack this thing while you're shooting the people that come trying to come through the door. I've got it. We mm-hmm. can sympathize, sympathize it in like two minutes and now we're just yeah. going to disperse it in the air for everyone and then mm. we're the heroes. That is how so many films and TV shows have solved major issues that would usually take decades to to resolve in the real world. So that is one way that the Avengers can resolve it by, you know kicking the door in, kicking ass and then synthesizing the virus or the antivirus or the usb with the information the MacGuffin, if you will to to resolve the issue now the other way is to make it a conspiracy and make it very very dark uh very aligned with watchmen uh where like okay cool there's something something horrible and wicked about the world uh maybe the heroes are not really the heroes maybe the heroes are more akin to thanos where they're like all right cool there's an issue with the world the world is not resolving it because you know let's call it culture like people are just not trying to do what's best for the world and not listening to reason because they're so embedded in how they actually feel about the world and how they expect things to happen so instead of them making a choice for themselves we're going to make the choice for them so like uh was it ozymandias from watchmen he was like all right cool I'm going to bring the world together. We're so close to the brink of war that people are not listening to reasoning. So I'm just going to pretend that there's a exterior threat and destroy it. Which, as you probably guessed, what I'm saying is, oh, maybe the Avengers would have created the virus and um, decimated people, which is horrible mm. to think of, but not so unheard. There's another. There's a TV series that um plays... Oh, What was it called? Oh, the one about the virus and it was going to kill percentage of people around the world that's going to be
1: untraceable for a virus uh, it's, oh it was a good show Was it the one where it's like they made the virus gene specific or something like that
0: yeah yeah it was um oh man i think
1: that story has been told like so many different times in so many different mediums the one i could think of off the top of my head is the second mission in possible film where ethan hunt's mission was to infiltrate uh, this organization, uh, break free this scientist scientists that created this uh, this virus, an antidote based off of like ancient Greek or Roman names, Bellerathon and some stupidness like that. Yeah. And like the virus is like can can kill like most of the world, but it's, it can also be tailored. But there's only one virus and one cure. As that movie was st- Terrible. I, I, uh I. It's like yeah. coming off of that film. I don't know how much money it made. It probably made a lot of money, but like suffice to say, if I was a producer and I saw that and it didn't make money, it's like yeah, yeah you're done out here. Like yeah, yeah. Tom, uh, like, Tom Cruise. Like I love you to bits. You're, ti- you're, you're tiny. I want to put you in my pocket. But that wasn't a good film. That wasn't no, a good movie. No, but that's wasn't. the only one I can actually think of off the top of my head. Um.
0: Oh, the I remember the the actor's name. His name was Curtis. Curtis uh Curtis Donovan. Curtis Curtis Donovan. Curtis Donovan, yeah.
1: I feel like you just made that name up. No. I'ma Google it quickly. Keep talking. Let me let me check this yeah. out. Well, like the 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 weird thing about it, yeah, this is how I think the Avengers would defeat Coronas, right? So you'll have Captain America, he'll just be like completely confusing saying like in my day we just boiled everything it's like i don't know what's the big deal like you know you either lived or you died completely out of touch right get on social media post something stupid like that then get hashtagged and cancelled by everybody then you'll make some apology him being you know white good looking and blonde people accept the apology then he says like oh i'm gonna rise up and punch corona in the face and everybody's gonna say yay yeah (laughs) meanwhile you got ant-man they're thinking what I could do. I could probably shrink down, and like, just go around punching coronas. Thinking that's a good idea because if you just punch one virus, that somehow saves the world. You got Iron Man on the, on the side thinking it's like, what if I created some contraption using nanotechnology that basically goes around and encapsulates all of the viruses around the world into these. Armored suits, not realizing that if that goes wrong and those mutate, now each of those coronaviruses have Iron Man suits, and the next thing you know, people are dying because their coronavirus is even more power than, powerful, from, uh powerful than ever. <laughs> right. Got Black Widow on the side, just looking. It's like I got a gun. I I really don't know why what I'm doing it Shouldn't we consult some scientists? Like that seems like a really good idea. You got Hawkeye somewhere in the corner with a bow and arrow, polishing it, thinking like I just got a haircut. I don't really have time for this, you know. To be honest, what am I doing here? I need to be with my family. I need to protect them. None of you people are wearing masks. We're superheroes and we're not wearing masks. This is wrong. I'm out of here. And meanwhile, somewhere in Africa, you got Zuri, Black Panther, saying like, w- w- what are you talking about? Coronavirus. We-, we solved that like literally two years ago. <laughs> are you lot still suffering from that? Damn. Yeah, I, I
0: think you're right. Like uh, in comics, they they figure out, there's always an incredibly smart person that can resolve something incredibly quickly. So mm-hmm. it's, uh, it, it's it's a bit crazy. It, it makes you do wonder and want want it. I think the more crazy thing about um, the world is how, you know, there are certain parts of the world right now that are that are clear, right? It's almost as if yeah. there are superheroes in certain countries. We're like, oh yes, we've been clear from the virus. We just had a party. You know, uh, we yeah. just had a concert because, you know, remember those? <laughs> we have concerts. Yeah. And, and and now, like so many places, especially here in in England, like we're still riddled uh, and 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 are suffering from this plague. Um, yeah. While other places are are not, it makes you wonder: is it a more cultural thing? Um, are there mm-hmm. actual more smart people in other countries? Are the smart people in other countries that are the Tony Starks of the world? That are like, oh yeah, yeah, you know, we, we've got a Hulk that can just resolve this. But but no, they. It's just. The way culture works in different nations. Oh, by the way, mm-hmm. I, f- I found I found the, uh, the TV show. Uh, it's called uh, okay, the it? Utopia.
1: Utopia. Oh right, Utopia. Utopia. Uh, yeah, I, you know I never finished that. So what? I'm not... <laughs> yeah, no, Don't I tell me you started the new U- American one. No, I haven't good. touched it. Mostly Don't touch because it because I didn't hear a lot of good things about no, it. So I the I British one is better. Left that alone. Yeah. You know what's the really cool thing about the British TV show. Um, in the comic book store if you look on the background a lot of those comic books in the background are uh, indie comic books I've, I actually know oh, the nice. guys that actually made some of those books so when I saw it I said like, oh my god yo I bought that last comic one that's so cool that his book managed to get into uh, the TV show so um, that's pretty cool that's pretty cool but have you thought about how your Avengers would save the day my Avengers will save the day um, yeah. beyond making the uh antivirus in
0: three minutes um mm. and they would probably they'll collect all the smartest people and mm. <laughs> kind of similar mm. to the latest episode of uh Division where they just had all the smart people in one truck it's like oh yeah we're trying to figure out who can actually figure this out um yeah they i think the vendors need a conflict that they can all just jump in and kick ass so they, there yeah. has to be maybe, maybe they will try and pin it on someone like oh there's actually a main villain that has an endless supply of goons that we can uh that they can fight. Mm-hmm. Just like uh the invasion of New York and then you know a big light shooting into the sky and then the bad guy actually has the MacGuffin cure and you have to like mm-hmm. regulate out of his hands and you know it turns into a scooby doo and the episode's like oh, I should have gone away with it too for one few dashley adventures. Like it'd be something ridiculous like that. Um and yeah. how how they would actually do it besides Black Widow shooting things Um, I don't know what Aquaman will do. He's just there, just just shooting waves at people. (laughs) It's like, imagine, do you know what? That's one thing I always found hilarious. If there was a serious event like that, and then where to actually resolve the issue was like in a desert, even though Aquaman did go to the desert for one section of the film. But if it was like in a desert and Mm. you needed to resolve it through science, why are you there, Aquaman? Why are you there, Hawkeye? (laughs) Like, unless you're there for protection, Hawkeye? Cool. Hawkeye's more powerful than... Or uh, more useful than Aquaman. Unless Aquaman yeah. just finds a reason to punch someone. But, you know, mm-hmm. there's no water there. So I, I, a lot of the characters become redundant. It's become, okay, it becomes, okay, smart people in the room. Kind of similar to what happened in Age of Ultron when you just had uh, Bruce Banner, Tony Stark working together to try and um, make, well, accidentally make uh, Vision. Yeah. Uh, where all the other smart people were just missing. Um, Shuri was just being and what kind of doing her thing uh -hmm. which which is kind of messed up like there's so many world issues and i guess this is what killmonger was talking about how like all right yo you guys are popping with this technology and you can resolve so many issues like uh, the evasion that happened or you know this other problem or even ultron and you're just kicking it (laughs) in this small nation in the world uh yeah so they they will look for they will look for a villain to pin it on and then kick his ass mm-hmm. and beam in the sky MacGuffin everyone goes for trauma at the end of the day yeah yeah
1: Ken do you know what time it is what time is it Tony it is time to play our game show capes or no capes so in this show basically hey, I am going to name. <laughs> A few superheroes Again Uh, Some of them are real (laughs) Some of them are fake Here we go again (laughs) And essentially I want you to tell me Are they real Are they fake And as bonuses Can you tell me Their powers And whether they're DC or Marvel Now Let's begin Cool Go for it I'm ready I'm ready (laughs) Now The first one up Is Squirrel Girl Squirrel Girl, she
0: is definitely a superhero. She has the power yes. of squirrels, or communication mm-hmm. with squirrels, just like Ant Man can control ants. And yes, for some reason, more recently, she's just been depicted as being thick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's and she has a tail. That's her powers.
1: Is she Marvel or DC? Marvel. I know. I okay. know that one. Correct. I know that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is correct. That, that was that like correct. that was easy.
0: That was easy. I thought it was going to be difficult today.
1: Oh, it's going to the, 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 get, the, the get there, The anime one was It's going to get there. anime one was weird. It's going to get there. All right, cool. Okay, me, next one. Next one. X-Screen. Is he cape or no cape? X-Screen. X-Screen. X-Stream. X-Stream. x, green. x, green. x, extreme. x extreme. Extreme. Cape or no
0: cape? Yes. All right, he's from X-Men, obviously, because when you have X, you
1: must be associated with X-Force, X-Men, the mm-hmm. X-Factor and all of that. So, yeah, he's a cape, mm-hmm. obviously. Okay. Right now, is he Marvel or DC? Marvel, because X Men is Marvel. I could be, yeah. e- I could easily be wrong. But his power is something to do with screaming. Mm-hmm. No, it's got nothing to do with screaming. So essentially, is X wow. the letter X and Tream to make it X Tream? X and Tream.
0: Okay, yeah. I thought you said scream. I was like, okay, that's that's weird. What's his yeah. power? I
1: don't know his power. I, I couldn't tell you this power I what? think he's just like a vigilante <laughs> He's got like loads of spikes He was created in the 80s, it was hot Anyway, moving on to the next one Wait, did you say it was hot? <laughs> it was a hot thing to just make weird characters With sharp things on the shoulders But next one Flat man Is he cape or no Wait, 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 cape? hold up Did you just say black man? Flat man Flat man Flat man Flat or no cape? He's a cape from DC. His power is he's a two dimensional you, being. I'll give you one. He is a superhero. He is not from DC, he is from Marvel. He's from Ooh. the Great Lake Avengers, also a teammate of Squirrel Girl. Okay, okay. What's his power? The next his power is that he's flat.
0: Oh, I was right. Cool.
1: <laughs> yes. That's it. He's flat. Alright this keeps keep going. essentially like a ripoff of uh, uh, Mister Fantastic. He's flat and he can stretch. Oh, Next okay, one. Okay. Yeah. Matter eater lad. Matter eater lad. Matter eater lad.
0: Matter eater lad. I'm um, I'm spun with this one. Matter eater land. Um, he works for Matterland, innit? Like matter eater land. I-, I have no idea. Uh,
1: to guess. Cape or no cape? He is no cape. Incorrect. He is a cape. He is one of the Legion of Superheroes for DC Comics. His ability is to eat any matter on the planet.
0: That it, it. It sounds stupid. I hope it never becomes a film. Um, I Hopefully they give him a nice origin story. Let's keep going because that just sounds dumb.
1: <laughs> Next character.
0: Yep. Bird Brain. Cape or no cape? He's a cape. He's a cape because comics are as weird as anime and mm-hmm. bird brain i think he has the ability to communicate with birds or he can always find true north because he has his brain like a pigeon
1: well you are correct he is a superhero can you tell me if he's marvel or dc uh dc no he is marvel part of the new mutants one of the uh, bloody one hell. of the increase of new mutants Anyway, Wait, I know this on. guy. No, no, I do know this guy. Sugar. ah, just
0: didn't...
1: <laughs> anyway, cool. You, you are a shame of a human being. Next up. <laughs> says the guy coming up with these questions. Man. 3D man. Ooh. Cape or no cape? No cape. Incorrect. He is a cape. Marvel character. Wait, are all, His all these ability, capes? <laughs> he, he exists in both... To, uh, to, he, really, he exists in multiple dimensions, and because of that, he's actually bonded between him and his brother. There's been various ver- variations of 3D Man, but it gives him super strength and other interdimensional abilities. Abilities. Okay. The next one is Skateboard Kid. Cape it's, or
0: no cape? He's a, he's a cape. I think I've heard this character before, but I could be absolutely wrong. His superpower. Incorrect. No cape. Just made it up just made it up well done tony yes you have bested me this
1: one time please continue the next one color kid what kid color kid you say color kid yes not colored kid that would be racist that's why
0: I'm, that's kid. why i had to
1: say it to make sure did you say colored kid no color kid he's a kid of color but not in a race way I, I don't even
0: know with the show anymore, Tony. <laughs> this one, Cape this one's or funny. no cape? <laughs> no, no cape. No cape, my guy. He
1: is a cape. Legion of superheroes. He has Bloody the ability hell. to in release legion. beams of colours from the, the spectrum. Okay. Uh, how flamboyant. Nice. Doorman. Cape or no cape? Did you say doorman? Doorman. As in, I am walking into this room using a door. Doorman. Cape or no cape? No cape. He is a cape He's part of the Great Lake Avengers Also a teammate of Flatman And Squirrel Girl His ability He is essentially An interdimensional gate People walk into him To go somewhere else Okay
0: Do you know what I'm gonna take this show And spin it back on you How about you Mm -hmm. Tony Cape or no
1: cape Arm fall off boy He is a cape He's part of the Legion of Superheroes His ability His arms can fall off And he can use it As a weapon To smack people Bitch bloody weird man <laughs> alright cool not bad how about
0: Madame Fertel cape or no cape Tony Madame Fertile. Fertel
1: Madame Fertel ok yes. that is a cape I don't know whether it's Marvel or DC
0: ooh it's a DC character
1: ok she is um, fatal
0: she's an assassin <laughs> it's a cross dressing but with a punchline oh, it, it, okay. it, it, it's weird it's weird Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, how about um Floronic Man? Cape. Floronic Man, Cape oh, no DC Cape. Comics, Legion of Superhero, Power of Iron. F-E bitch. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Not bad, not bad. Okay.
0: How about uh this might be my last one? Um
1: ooh, this is a good one. Super matter. Supermatter. Hmm. Hmm. Cape. Cape. DC Comics. <laughs> Sorry, Tony. I made that one up. <laughs> ah, you got me, you but, son of a gun. See, but the funny thing is,
0: funny enough, a lot of the things that we've heard have been so wild. Yeah. That that felt more logical than some of the ones that we said today. So. Yes. But no, i uh,
1: um, There's 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 quite a lot of them. There's armless tiger. There is. There's that so many, just... but I'm going to give you two bonus, right? Gosh. Two bonus. Oh, wait, wait. There's...
0: I've, I've got one other one, but no, no, you go first. You go first. I've got one other one that, that might spin you, but yeah. yeah,
1: go for it. So two bonus one. I want you to tell me... I'm going to give you both of them. You. I want you to tell me if one, if, if one of them is fake and which one is fake or are both of them real. You tell me which ones are fake. So the first one is Maggot. The second one is the Gay Ghost. Maggot's real <laughs> Gay ghost is just inappropriate <laughs> Gay ghost Unfortunately real. Ken you lose both points What the other way around to tell me. No so maggot is real But to get both points you always had to tell me If gay ghost was real or not You said he was fake the gay ghost is real Wow wow Yes. Now well, he wasn't Why ghost is called that was gay, gay ghost. Why has it been
0: called a gay ghost
1: Bear in mind this is of a time you know 1940s you might have just been a very Happy ghost but he is the gay ghost <laughs> wow okay alright um
0: right cool you got one more because I got one that, that, that will uh, uh, that we can discuss which is
1: somewhat offensive but uh alright I got one more I got yeah, yeah. one more the last one is Big Bertha Cape Big, or no Cape Big Bertha isn't that what someone called their trucks uh Big Bertha
0: it sounds familiar Sounds familiar. I'm going to say no cape.
1: It is a cape. Bloody hell. She is also part of the Great Lake Avengers teammates with Squirrel Girl and her power is that she's fat. What? Like the blob fat? Yes. I mean, as in she has the power of the blob? No, she's just fat. She has no super strength. She's just fat. Oh, that's so offensive. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, cool. That's that's really bad, Tony.
0: Cool. Yeah, Um, I I love it. How about you? How about this one? He-she. Okay, give it to me.
1: He she. He she. Cape? Oh, that is a that is no a cape. cape. That is a cape. Oh, you know about he a cape. You know about he she? He she has to be a cape because that. if it's not, it should be. In 2020, he she. Do you know what? There should be he she with the sidekick of, uh, what's again, unidentified. Careful now. Careful now. Careful now. No, <laughs> seriously, they should be he, she, and unidentified, and they're Cape Crusaders. It's so offensive that, like, someone came up
0: with this, and yeah. you know, it's not that crazy to think what you just said could happen because yeah. people are <laughs> find reasons just to, you know, you know just, just take the pick. Um, yeah. But no, he or she was a criminal from the 19, uh, 1940s, uh, half yeah. man, half woman. Literally split down the middle. You know when people do those uh, special costumes where half is the man, half is the lady? Yeah. N- in this point, it literally was half a man and half a lady. And it was described as... Um, he, she's uh, described as being deadly as a female and as strong as a man. Wow. Yeah.
1: <laughs> wow. I don't... Was How it DC, is that was remotely it? okay? Who actually... Who actually said, "Hey, I'm gonna draw this. Hey, I'm gonna write this. Hey, <laughs> I'm your editor." Well, Tony can I says, approve this message." It does say a lot about you know. <laughs> well, we've always said it, and we
0: like not just us but people in general. Like as time progresses, things are okay and then some things are really not okay <laughs> just like yeah. old old films that are just super offensive now when you look back onto it to the point where Disney are putting disclaimers or editing films and TV shows saying like oh these don't fit our our views but they or something were just using this as historical blah 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 because it was of the time um, to yeah. the point where a uh, zippity doodah you can't find anywhere <laughs> but like certain things are not okay so at one point and this was the 1940s I'm not saying that it was it's, it is okay but you know as a, as a culture It was okay back then Which is yeah. problematic And you know You know You have to look back To realise Alright cool We've made progress As a people But mm-hmm. you know Things are still not perfect You know People are still getting uh, Hurt And people are still Being discriminated against But, um, but To ever you know, think That this thing. was a
1: thing And it's, would it would still happen now yeah. I mean people are just Trying to get cancelled well, The thing is though It does happen now But it, it went the other way A perfect example I don't know Are you aware Of the the, the new Warriors uh no. So the New Warriors is an old comic book series, right? And it was essentially about um young teenage superheroes that um essentially band together to create a super team, but they're more interested in the celebrity. But yes, due to yes, them yes, getting yes. involved in crime more and more, this was they a kind Civil of become right? it wasn't Civil War, but they predate Civil War, but they were integral to yeah. Civil War, right? And now recently speaking um this writer i forget his name but it's probably a good thing because it was a stupid idea he tried to reboot the new warriors with a new team of very progressive superheroes right now get this right he he tried to be so pc it backfired on him right and this was new sometime last year but essentially his team was made up of these two twin superheroes um a boy and a girl and I think they were, one of them is like non-binary. And one was called, I think, Snowflake. Wow.
0: And, wow. Yeah, Snowflake.
1: <laughs> so she initially named a character Snowflake. I'm trying to get the other names, but I forget the twins' name. I'm going to find that at some point. Um, The other character was Trailblazer. And essentially, she's a Trailblazer because she's a plus-size yep. superhero yep, yep, that yep, has yep. an intergalactic uh, backpack where she can do anything. And I'm thinking to myself, I get what you're trying to do there, but you were so literal with it that she's literally an over, like, not overweight. She's just like a thick superhero well, with an intergalactic backpack that can do anything because well, you can do anything. <sighs> wow. Yeah, hearing these names and hearing everything, it sounds like he was trying to take the piss more than anything else. No, he wasn't. He was sincere. The thing is, he was Oh, he so was playing it straight. Playing it straight. He was he was completely playing it straight. And oh, the crazy thing is, like, he had characters. Yeah, <laughs> one called Screen Time who had the power of the internet. That's it. That that's his description. If you Google Screen Time Marvel, you'll see a character called Screen Time with the power of the internet. Don't know what that actually means, but that's that was Screen Time. Well, Another character that yeah. was like part vampire called B Negative. The letter B Negative. Uh. Uh. This is,
0: it must be satire. It must be, oh, it, it can't be serious. But maybe that's it why they so got killed s- off. Maybe that's why they Bro, got killed off.
1: It was so serious. Marvel yeah. didn't even release it. They didn't release it. The backlash was so, even from the LGBT yeah. com- community and the PC police, they said like, yeah, you took this a bit too far. But, you know, that's where things kind of back- <laughs> backfire when it comes to like, creativity and bad writers being over over politically correct but you literally created a character called snowflake that's a term that's used as a derogatory term against certain people and you thought oh that's what i'm gonna do i'm gonna create a character that's a derogatory term i here's thought he was Negro trying man. to be here's the spick i here's... think he, i thought he was trying to be like
0: unironically like just just you know but no, he he was playing it straight. That that's sad because when you hear Dude. those names, you think, okay, this can't be serious. It must be a joke because we've heard those things. Ha <laughs> ha! We're just taking the Mick out of it. But him playing it, who would what? Who would re- anyway? No, let's not get into it. Let's not get into it. It was stupid. No, we, it says it says it says a lot about our our community and how. Like
1: Dude, how- I've got, I got extras here for you, right? So tell Done. me this, have you heard of a term, right? And I don't know, tell me the term, right? It's a place where people can go to where they, uh, they, they're not exploited, abused, or... Um, oh, safe space. Discriminate. Space space. Safe space. Guess, guess what Snowflake's twin brother's name is. <laughs> safe place. Oh. Safe space. Safe space. Yes. Snowflake and safe space... It's ironic ironic that Safe Space didn't turn to her uh, non-binary sibling and say, hey, are you sure about that name? Yeah. Do you know what I've realised?
0: Yeah. Why haven't these characters become ambassadors for these negative terms? Because if there's actual visual representation of the character Snowflake or the character Safe Space or the character, Mm. you know, do whatever you want, woman... Why haven't they been become like the negative images for
1: these terms? I've got a simple answer for you, Ken. It's because Marvel realized it was stupid and canceled it before they released the book.
0: Oh, man. They they, they got the assassins. They they got the story assassins. Like, no, no, no. Same like they, 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 was, they removed it was,
1: them. It was that, dumb. I think the guy wait. got fired from Marvel as well. This was a dumb, dumb idea. Like, you can't. It's like it's bad enough here yeah, when Marvel fucks up and does a superhero that's based off of their physical attribution. This character's fat, so therefore they're fat man, and their, pal- their ability is to be fat. I think what you gone look the other way is, is is lazy. That's the word. Yeah, this lazy. is lazy. It's lazy. It's it's hacky. It's um, ill advised. It's like there's ways to do this without. The crazy thing is, you know, what's the most natural way to be progressive by not being progressive, create a character that just happens to be a good person doing good things that doesn't discriminate against other people, that advises against discrimination. You mean like Miles Morales? Miles Morales, like Kamala Khan. Like, do you know what the crazy thing is that the character doesn't even have to be ethnic. They can be, they can be Caucasian. Essentially don't like, imagine they created a superhero, Right. And he, he was African-American and his name was Black Man. That's it. What's his power? He has, he is, he has Negro righteousness.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, there, there, there is, you can tweak words to make certain things be okay. And, mm-hmm. and that's what's so beautiful about uh, uh, um, the English language and, you know, people in general. If you tweak yeah. something just slightly, something that is horrible just becomes yeah. a bit better. Just swapping out words. Because, you know, Black Man... And he happens to be a black man that just does, I guess, black stuff. Yeah. But then you swap out man for panther. Now you've got a king of the I, best. I will oh, say this, though. You I know will I mean? throw
1: this, Ken, yeah. Sometimes I've got a problem with that, right? What, black why panther? Black, yeah, why is black panther called black panther? Because of the animal black panther. Okay, t- can you have you ever actually heard of a panther of any other color besides from the pink one? He's not a part of the uh, the Marvel universe, so you can't be. But tell me of a panther of any other color. Uh, albino. Yeah, come on, Ken. Be serious. <laughs> albino <laughs> panther. Albino <laughs> panther can't come in, Come into the sun, Ken. He's gonna get sunburned. Exactly. He will die out there in the streets. But like Black Panther doesn't. He could have just been called the Panther. To yeah. call him Black Panther seems so redundant. It's like saying pink flamingo. Of course, it's a flamingo. It's gonna be everything else other than like it's it's a it's, how can <sighs> it's never heard there because I love the Black Panther. Well, but well, it's a bit t- redundant. T- tony, like
0: when when we say Black Panther as in the animal, it's usually referenced as
1: the Black Panther. I've never, I've never referred to a panther, the animal, as a black panther. Yeah, Always yeah. refer to it as a panther. That's like saying the black puma. But there's only pumas are only black. Tony, Google it. When you Google the animal
0: of a panther, the first thing that comes up is a black panther. It's referred to think, as a black panther.
1: But I think that's influenced because of the black panther. I don't think it was. I don't think it was the other way because you don't have any mm, other color. Panther. Do you know that for fact though? I don't know that for the fact, but do we have any other colour panther, Ken? Tell me that. Do we well, have a green panther? Do we have a blonde panther? Well, we call,
0: them, we call them different things. We call them different things because um, panther is from, like, because you can get a, a leopard, a, a jaguar, yes. a cougar. Yes. You yes. know, they, these are all animals okay. that are, why, are, are why, part of the same family. But then okay, because... on that they, same
1: token, Ken, yeah? Why don't yeah. we say yellow lion? Why don't we say white tiger? Once again, white lion. Bro, you asking me how why people name certain things? They just yes, named because it because they're racist, Ken. <laughs> they're racist. <laughs> see, they, it could have been it could have been easily the other way right. where Falcon wasn't called just Falcon. Right. He was called Black Falcon. All right, this is where we're trying to land <laughs> This is where we're trying to land All right, cool. I see what you said. Um, I'm just yeah. saying it's, it's redundant because you know you don't you don't see that. With Captain Captain America is not called red, white, and blue uh, Captain America. He's just called Captain America. Iron Man is not called red and yellow Iron Man. He's just called Iron Man. Yeah. You know, Black Panther could have just been the Panther. The crazy thing is, in the comic books, and sometimes the animated show, they just refer to him as Panther. So there is room for him to just be called Panther. But I guess... Be, comic books being what it is, and it's from an earlier time. Stanley thought it'd be cool to say the Black Panther. But um,
0: you know, I, I remember hearing a while back ago that they were trying to claim the names to 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 step away from the um the uh the group of the Black Panthers and yeah. like reclaiming the name. So okay, cool, Black Panther. Yeah. Oh no, you mean the uh, comic book uh Black King from Wakanda? It was and trying was to a move away from.
1: It, there was actually a time where they uh, tried to, to move the...
0: away from uh, Black Panther. Yeah, uh, uh, there was the a group. time
1: where he changed from uh, Black Panther to Black Jaguar, and also the Grey Panther. I think those are two, that, but those weren't very long lived. Yeah, fair enough.
0: Yeah, yeah, man. But yeah, um,
1: very interesting today. Very, very interesting. It, it, got it has been a, an interesting. one. weird I think, places. I think this is this is this is where our bag is when it comes to like our <laughs> our passions. Um I could do you know the crazy thing is what I would love to do in the future i will I want you to pick a superhero and I am going to pick one and we're gonna pit them against each other and we're gonna explain why our one will beat your my one will beat your one so that's a challenge for a future episode but as usual, Ken I've had a fantastic time with you on the show we've had a great time with this topic um I think this is something we can talk about. S- every so often because it's such a, it's such a, it's such a, so broad, a so much to thing. talk about. And there's it, so much to talk about. Yeah. There's so much to talk about. I think a topic in the future I definitely want to touch on because I've brought it up so often in this episode, but I do want Racism. to talk about race in comic books. Yep. Cool. Uh, depiction <laughs> and all that. But for now, um, I, let's wrap it up. It's been fantastic, Ken. So, uh, for all of you people listening out there, thank you for sticking with, uh, with us week to week. Um, we hope that you actually make it to the end of these episodes uh because we we're having such a great time uh listening to them but as usual could we ask you to share these episodes with uh friends that would be interested in about uh, interested in the show that's the only way for us to grow um you know repost it find us on instagram on twitter you know on deck uh, dot, uh dot .podcast on twitter the same on instagram i'm royal majesty royal.majesty ken is uh i am mr ken and yeah just follow us so uh this is me signing out yeah we see you guys as well man we see the numbers creeping up every week it's not you know leaps and bounds but you know
0: we see you guys so we really do appreciate you guys listening to us and our you know crazy theories and ideas about how the world works but no no we 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 do appreciate it please 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 let people know about it um yeah tony as as always it's been fun it's been great Uh, We will catch you guys next week.
1: Peace. Adios, guys.